You wouldn't have success if it wasn't for Jesus. He owns success. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today is Testimony Tuesday. We have with us today Daryl Waltrip, the NASCAR driver, on the show, and he is sharing his testimony of how he gave his life to Christ. It is so awesome to hear so many different people and their story of how Jesus changed their life from one way to a completely different way and how he is continually just transforming lives every single day. I hope you enjoy Daryl Waltrip. There's probably not a lot of guys that need the Lord any worse than a race car driver does. The car is like a beast. It wants to go one way and you're trying to wheel it around a a high bank turn. Talking about a 3,500-pound stock car going around a racetrack at over 200 miles an hour. I mean, it gets tight. It gets intense. As long as everybody minds their manners, it all works. I mean, you can have 43 cars in a wad going around a racetrack inches apart. You're touching the other guy, and he's touching you. Somebody's bumping you in the back end. Slamming into your door. And you say, whoa, whoa, don't do that. That's what happened to me in 1983. I was coming off the fourth turn of Daytona in a tight pack. And uh, I got nerfed. I got hit from behind. Car spun, went into the inside wall, wham! You always talk about timing when you're an athlete and being in the right place at the right time on the right team. And all those things came together for me in 1981. 81 and 82 in NASCAR, those two years back to back, I won 24 races uh, and two championships. I don't think anybody's had two years uh, with that kind of success um, ever. I was on the top of my game. We were unbeatable. Uh, we'd roll into town and we'd check in a hotel and they'd say, oh, are you here for the show? And I'd say, no ma'am, I am the show. Athletes in general are selfish. It's part of the culture. People call it cocky, uh, arrogance, uh, all those all those adjectives that describe a, a, a successful athlete. But you have to be that way to stay on top. At least, at least in that moment, that's what you think. Richard Petty used to say about me, he said, that boy might win a lot of races and he may make a lot of money, but he'll never be NASCAR's most popular driver. And I, I, I totally agreed at the time. Fans hated me. They booed me. People wore shirts that said, anybody but Waltrip. They threw beer cans and chicken bones at me. I'd say, yeah, bring it on, you know, it's not bothering me. But it bothered me a lot because I didn't want people to feel that way about me. And I felt like they didn't know me that well. It was that time in my life uh, when I met a, a minister, Dr. Cortez Cooper. He's questioning my faith. He's asking me, you know, do you, do you believe that Jesus Christ, your Lord and your Savior. And I said, I said, well, I just don't know if I'm ready for that or not. I'd always told my wife uh, that you can't, you can't get hurt in one of these things. People do something stupid. They're not as smart as I am. They're not as good a driver as I am. Coming off turn four, and I got nerfed, spun back, went into the inside wall, bam, and it knocked me out. 
you always talk about timing when you're an athlete. Dr. Cooper, the accident, uh, the success I'd had in the prior two years, uh, things just started kind of snowballing in my mind. I said, you know, I've had all this success. I've done all these things. I'm, I'm on the top of my game, but you know what? I, I, I could have I been, been dead. I raced at Richmond. I had no recollection of being there. I raced at Rockingham the next week. Had no recollection of being there. I said, honey, where have I been for the last couple of weeks? It wasn't until the third week after the wreck at Daytona uh, that I finally woke up. When I finally came to and I realized what had happened to me, it scared the hell out of me. I started searching for the Lord. On a July night, hot, no air conditioning, sweating, crying in the hallway, on my knees, Dr. Cooper, Stevie and I, and uh, he prayed that, uh, that the Lord would come into my life, and, and he did. And uh, 1983 was an incredible year. Wasn't so great on the racetrack, but personally, uh, in my relationships with my wife and with everybody else, uh, my life took a huge turn. And that's something I learned. If you don't own success, you wouldn't have success if it wasn't for Jesus Christ. He owns success. The difference in him and you is he wants to share it. You want to keep it. You want to keep it for yourself. It's all about me, what I can do, what I've done. With Jesus, it's all about what he has done. You can do all things through him, not with him, not when you get finished, maybe recognize him. You can do all things through him. You know what my reward was? It wasn't another championship. It was, finally, that people said, we like DW. He's a great guy, he's had a great career, and I was probably the most popular driver in 1989 and 1990. In my mind and in my life, uh, it, was a, it was almost like a, a reward for all those things that I'd left behind and where I was headed. When you learn to put him first in everything you do and give him the glory and uh, the praise, your life's gonna be a whole lot better off. I'm Darrell Waltrip, and I am second. Well, that was Darrell Waltrip, and you can find that clip if you search at YouTube under I am second, Darrell Waltrip. You can find hundreds of great testimonies from famous actors to musicians to sports people at IamSecond.com, as well as if they have their own YouTube channel that has just so many great testimonies. So I encourage you to go check them out today. Well, I hope you have a great 4th of July. That is all I have for you today, and I will see you again tomorrow on Morning Moxie. Have a great day. God bless.